If you have too many thoughts whirling through your head and need to settle down, get to know your magnificent mind. We let our brains run the show, but the real juice is in finding your true nature far beyond your intellect. Welcome to A Magnificent Mind with Jan Christensen and Marnix Powells. Join us today on a journey to discover your magnificent and endlessly powerful mind and settle down to your real potential. Now, here are your hosts, Jan and Marnix. Hi, this is A Magnificent Mind, a radio show about slowing down to the speed of life, connecting to your true nature, and deeply enjoying the result. My name is Marnix. Here's my co-host, Jan. This is episode 12. And today we're going to have a conversation with Suresh Ramaswamy. Suresh is a transformational yes. teacher and visionary entrepreneur with a background as an electrical engineer and technology executive. Suresh is passionate about igniting and catalyzing the transformation of humanity. And he's the award-winning author, and it's very cool, of Just... B, transform your life and live as infinity. And also what I love to read on his website, beyond credentials and titles, uh, accolades and achievements, Suresh considers himself a hard friend to all. He feels privileged and humbled to share in the light and serve you as someone who is the same in essence. And I like that, um, you know, a humility. Welcome, a hard, fresh, a hard friend to Suresh. Great to have you on the show. And I want, I want to start this chat by asking you, why do you think, does it seem so incredibly difficult to just be? So first of all, thank you, Marnix and Jan, for that warm introduction. Uh, it's, yes, it's welcome. to be here with both of you and talking about these topics, which are so dear to me and I know dear to you too. So yeah. I look forward to, to diving into these topics. So to respond to your question, why is it so hard to just be? Uh, it's, it is pretty uh, ironical and funny, actually, because, you know, it's so fundamental to us. Really, nobody ought to be telling us, you know, to just be. That's like, yeah, I already know that. Every one of us should be saying, yeah, beingness, of course, I know that, I am that, I'm, I'm built for that, and it's impossible to actually not be, in fact, it's impossible. So, given all that, it's kind of strange that I've written a book of several hundred pages going just be, and it's really uh, a reminder to go back to that natural state. So, so to answer your question, it is very natural, but we have become unnatural. And because we have sort of gone so far away from natural, we have to kind of unwind things. Uh, we have to peel things back to the fundamental. And, and, and we can talk about what, what some of those things are that have caused us to go away from what is built into us. Uh, and, and of course, these things include things like conditioning. Uh, they include things like getting entangled with things and thinking, oh, that must be me. Oh, this must be me. And all these things, uh, and just the name of your show, Magnificent Mind, I mean, there's so many things that 
we we go through the mind that go through the mind and these things sometimes throw us off mm-hmm. and we get thrown off so many times and then we have to recover and somewhere in that process we get lost and then we feel like being as what is that i don't know what that is all i know is i have a meeting coming up in half an hour i have to pick up my kids and then i have to take care of this this becomes definitional which is sort of unfortunate these are just things happening around us they should never define us but we've allowed them to define us because we have given away our sense of who we are we've, we've gotten caught up and so unpeeling that or or whatever peeling that or unpeeling that however you want to think about it mm-hmm. is is this process of going back to being and and that's why some of these things have become so dear to us we feel like not quite ready to let go of them yeah and that's why beingness can be difficult but ultimately beingness is actually simple natural and easy if we get right down but, to it but if it if it seems such a such a such a a, a, a difficult thing for us to do if we so um used to doing it in a more complex way in a in a way that we are way more distracted than than and what is possible in in essence um um you you think that we um lose sight of our natural ability to um be present and do you think that this is a process and why should we prioritize uh, uh diving into that trying to to come back to this natural state of uh what you call a beingfulness and why don't we just bother more about making money and career and stuff like that? it's just that's very important too right 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 yeah That's a great question. Uh in fact generally I tell people you know go for it. If you think making money will act, make you happy or a new relationship or whatever it is moving across the country makes you happy, go for it, you know? Uh I seldom try to convince anybody that oh no 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 you really ought to get into the state of beingness. There is a natural wisdom that arises when somebody is right. and they've tried enough things and they they are starting to feel like boy this thing is not working i tried you know first i complained and complained and complained about this and that uh maybe you know families this that situations but then there were you know plenty of opportunities where i could try my way mm-hmm. i could pick the job that i want i could pick the partner i want and i tried these things and i did a good job but still something was missed and this feeling uh is is really wisdom you know it can feel like sad and depressing on the human level but i look at it and i'm going fantastic because yeah. i see in that the seeds of wisdom which will bring somebody back to their naturalness and it's like your cold home right Yes, your card yeah. you feel propelled yeah. from that place of it didn't work out place. Mm-hmm. And, and then it's like, yes, okay, this being is what does it tell me more? Th- that's when you start getting into this and you're willing to go there. Uh and, yeah. and so I feel a lot of people listening I think are very much right there who are like ripe 
And they're like, oh, okay, this is interesting. So. Yeah, I think that's a really cool distinction you made there because you didn't you didn't just go for my question. You didn't go for the, well, okay, let me tell you why this is awesome. No, you went for the very gentle and very logical. Now, some people are just ready for it. I don't really care about the rest. I don't want to convince anybody. If, if they w- still want to play in the world of form, if they're still convinced that, um, uh, career and status and bank accounts, stuff like that are uh, what it's all about, then please find out for yourself. And it, it makes, it frees up um, so much time if you, if you don't, are you not worried about convincing people, but just let them find this truth for themselves, right? And find your book for themselves. Exactly. In fact, I have a tremendous amount of respect for people who are, for example, say chasing money, because for them, money is the spiritual path. Uh, because money, if you think about it, is completely an artificial man-made construct. It is on the surface, it looks like, if I have more money, I'll have a better life. But actually, it's a spiritual teaching in my mind. It's, it's, it shows you how um, slippery it is, how nebulous it is, and how you can be miserable not having it, and how you can be miserable having it. So mm-hmm. it is a great teacher, and some some people want that to be the teacher. So yeah. great. So go for money as the spiritual teacher, and working uh, for your livelihood. You know that's great too because it teaches us so many things. You know how to be Monday morning nine o'clock at work. Well, I don't want to be there, but I have to go there. This is actually. A spiritual thing. We don't think of it that way, but it's overcoming our resistance, overcoming our rigidity in thought. We have a certain mindset. I, I hate that. I don't want to go there. Well, the money is going to make you go there. Okay. So yeah. it's good. You're overcoming patterns in the name of money. <laughs> so this this way, you, you see, you have all these lessons that are very, very much available to you where you where you get to you know you get to endlessly fuck up if you want to it's like you can you can deny your intuition into oblivion like you know if you don't if you don't listen to it intuition and that's the cool thing about about what i think about the heart and the soul and intuition it's never disappointed yeah. it's not like you know i told you a thousand times suresh not, and and now, now go for it. I don't want to, you know, don't come back to me. I'm not interested in you anymore. It's always mm-hmm. waiting. So it seems yeah. like intuition, the heart, the soul, this inner guidance is is like pure unconditional, um, a, a pure un- unconditional guidance, pure unconditional love. And we carry that within us, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's the key. Sometimes people think of intuition as, I got to connect with my whatever, my higher self, my angels, my whatever, and then I will get these messages, and now I have this intuitive guidance. That is a very externalized model. I feel more like intuition is constantly within us. It's speaking to us. It's speaking as us. It's not like this other consultant model. It's really, it's living it in us. So, in fact, we, it's really hard to go too far away from it, in fact. I, I, you know, I've, I've gone from one extreme to the other. Uh, you know, at, at some point, it does feel like, where is my intuition? I'd love to access my intuition. Now I feel like 
you can't even avoid it how can you go away from it you can go to any continent any city any planet you your addition will be right there it will be there yeah that's okay. It takes away the need to have to convince people when you know that they're going to have their intuition kicking in to allow, allow them to follow the money. You know that they will be in yes. touch with their intuition, their wisdom. And so I can certainly see why it's good to say to people, yeah, follow that. If that's the inclination you have, go for, go in that direction right. and speak to yeah. that. Exactly. And that you can definitely work through that. In fact, you don't want to get too much into the state of reading piles of spiritual books and artificially pretending like money. Oh, no, I, I, I don't like money because money is, yeah, it's not spiritual. Now I know what spiritual is. I am suddenly, you know, going to grow a beard and become all spiritual. Uh, it doesn't work like that. You can't just you know, make that go away, it will pop up in some weird way. So you might as well honor where you're at and truly work with that. You know, I think that's, that's, what, that's what I try to do when I talk to people. Would you yeah, say and really you? it's a judgment if you, if you say, no, don't go towards the money. That's just a judgment. Exactly. Sorry, go ahead, Marnix. Yeah, well, in, in, in spiritual circles, money is often regarded as very bad thing, like a, a, a thing that is used by bad people for bad purposes. But like you said, money is, is a neutral thing, and you can do amazing st stuff with it. Um, but w what I was thinking is, would, would you say that you have become more intuitive over the years, like you have cultivated your connection to intuition? Or have you learned to listen better to it? Uh -huh. Yeah, um, so definitely my understanding and relationship with intuition has significantly changed. And it really goes back to what I said a few minutes back. It went from sort of this idea of accessing my intuition to more beingness, where the intuition is right there. I don't need to go after it. In fact, the more I can be, all the intuition, all the guidance, everything is right there. So I don't have to have this model where here I am, I consult my intuition, my intuition tells me, Suresh, do blah, blah, blah. Then I go do blah, blah, blah. I know I decided to do that. That is a, still a very distant, intuition is distant kind of model and separate from me. Whereas when it's integrated, which is how I see myself working with it more and more is, is it's right there with my thoughts, with my actions, with my speech. I don't have to go set up an appointment with my intuition to yeah, yeah, yeah. see what it's all about. It's right there. And so my, uh, my process would mostly be how, how can I just simply be so that everything else which gets in the way is no longer there. Mm. It's all right there. So that, that's been the journey for me to, to, to get to that point. Yeah, and, and so, you know, the thing is, as soon as we call something something, like we call it intuition, we have created the distance, we have created the separation. Yeah. And, and what I hear you say, and I guess, and that's, I think that's also the experience for Jan and, and for me, is that, like, uh, 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 intuition is part of this beingness. It's like this very int integral uh, uh, 
element that it's that also speaks in you through you um, and but for many people um, they have this fixation on the mind like the, there's this competition going on and it's not really competition because the intuition doesn't really have the, the nagging uh, uh, traits of the mind he doesn't have has the like in the mind is, is, is like exclamation marks and capital letters and disasters and chaos while intuition feels more like soft and gentle. But most, you know, whenever I talk with clients about this, there's nobody I've ever uh, talked to that hasn't had this experience where they felt like doing something, ignored it, then really, you know, had, really, had, had some really trouble in their life and then realized, oh shit, I knew. I, I knew like a year ago, I knew a month ago, I knew when I started, I just knew, I just ignored it. So it can be scary to to listen to that that inner, soft inner voice or that part of you and yes. to trust that more. Like, and I think many people don't really do that, right? Yeah, yes. So as you were talking about it, that's a great point. Sometimes we have this sort of, mind-centric, and I mean more the ordinary mind, not the big mind, uh, where things seem very rigid and hard and tough, and I'm going to make it happen. It's more this sort of yang orientation, you know. Uh, and, and from that place, uh, if you look at intuition, intuition is the soft, you know, gentle whisper and barely audible and that kind of thing. I feel like this dichotomy has to dissolve. So we have to go from being this kind of go-getter kind of person uh, who's very hard to being soft ourselves. Our primary beingness, very soft. And then you have soft and soft and there's it's, it's all right there. Mm. It shouldn't feel this like hard to soft transition. Uh, you know, where it feels like a big contrast. You know, I'm going in this direction but my intuition is saying, don't take this job. It sounds good, but don't take it. It's like, that to me is like, you're living with you know, two different people. One, one is always screaming at you and one has this gentle, soft voice. I feel like ultimately we have to go to this place where we become humble and soft as our primary who we are. That's when we find that intuition, there's no distance. It's right there. It's speaking actually pretty loud and clear, actually. It's pretty loud and clear. When you are yourself right there, it's loud and clear, and there is very little in you that is like caught up in the mind and wanting to go in a particular direction. So in fact, that brings up this point of neutrality. The more we can stay in a neutral place, uh, the more we are open to all possibilities. And some people who are very active in the world, if you tell them neutral, they think, oh, that sounds so boring. You know, I want to go, you know, climb, you know, K2, and then I want to climb Mount Everest. I want to do this. I want That they feel is the excitement of life. But actually, I feel neutrality gives you the most amazing life you can imagine. Although you won't see it written about in magazines and, and mm -hmm. you won't see it in movies. But neutrality is also where, since you are neutral and open, intuition, the voice of intuition is very much right there. 
and you are very amenable to uh, to listening to it. It just feels like, oh, great, thanks for that, and it's it's right away you can go in that direction. So when you say neutrality, so you, you, is it is it like contentment? Is is it? Right. Uh, Jan had a question. Do I want to hear that question as well? Jan, yeah. go ahead. Uh, what I was thinking is, when you say soft and neutral, do you mean soft and neutral in uh, form and formlessness? Do you mean soft and neutral in physical and in spiritual? Like ah, I'm not, okay. Yes. <laughs> what does it really mean? Yes. Um, so, let like I know soft and neutral in spirit. I know soft and neutral in spirit, but in form, it's harder to get there. It's not as easy to get there as it is in spirit. Yes. So to me, it's, uh, you know, there's our physical aspect, which is much more obvious. It's look at the mirror, you can see what you look like. But everything else that you cannot see in the mirror, which includes our emotions, our psyche, our internal wiring, our energy body, our subtle body, and all the way to our essence. All these things, I'm talking about this, this quality of neutrality and softness. Uh, that's because what happens is we end up creating certain kinds of structures in, in our inner self. And these structures are from experiences. So we have a certain experience. If it's a very difficult experience, then we often create a rigid structure. We feel like, okay, I got the point, and the point is this, then we are going to hang on to that point no matter what. So we lose this fluidity and adaptability because we had what we think is a hard-earned lesson. So we, we, we rigidly stick to that. So that's rigid. Rigidity makes us actually biased and conditioned and hard and not neutral. And we're actually clinging to it, thinking this is good stuff. You know, I learned this five years back. This happened to me. This is good stuff. I'm not going to let it go. So sometimes we're kind of confused with, with rigid structures inside of us, which take us away from true neutrality. True neutrality is like, I don't know anything place. And I know you guys for sure have talked about this uh, previously in your conversations on this podcast. But that's the place where you don't get hung up on a particular formulation of truth, no matter where it's coming from. You know, the real truth cannot be crisply summarized in any set of words. Mm -hmm. It is truly only you can actually be in direct contact with it. So recognizing that means I let go of my own what I think is good stuff, what I think is truth to be in a place where, let me see how truth is going to reveal itself now. So that's the softness and neutrality I'm talking about. So it's very much an inner thing, but it does show up in the outer too. So if I show up in a meeting, it could be a corporate meeting. Um, if I show up from this place of softness and neutrality, it'll show up in how I sit, the tone of my voice, the quality of my eye contact, non-verbal communication, people can tell right away. Yeah. This guy is not stuck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So people already feel relaxed in their own beingness. So it's both outer, but if I had to pick, it starts inner, 
and shows up in the outcome. So that's yeah, I like that. Yeah, and I want to go back to Marnix's question. You you want to re re ask that Marnix? I don't know if we touched I, on that. It's, I, I, it's probably so uninteresting and unimportant that I forgot about it. I'm really already on the next page and the next. I, I love I love your example about how in this inner soft recognition of 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 this this quality inside of you, like like you know, penetrates outside and then it's it becomes palpable. Like people people feel it. People notice it even the, the really mm -hmm. the people who think they are very rational and they are very in their minds this is such an amazing thing and maybe we can in the second half of this this podcast we can talk a little bit more about the energy we we are part of we can we can feel we can sense in other people and how important uh, 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 energy is in our lives and 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 what happens when we ignore it or don't listen to it and and what i also would like you to do is 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 do a little meditation with us um in the in the in the second half of this because i picked up meditating a couple of weeks ago and I, now every everywhere i am i try to take some time and, and do a little meditation uh, cool. so if, yeah. if you be allowed to do that that would be great yes yeah Happy so um um i think in the, in the, in the next part we um um Maybe we can also talk a little bit about your book, and 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 um, because I know many people love love the idea of writing a book one day, and it is really awesome to 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 write a book. Jen knows uh, what it, what it's like. I I I know what it's like, and maybe we can talk a little bit about that and and what it, what just be is about and how come you you wrote about six hundred pages <laughs> about just being. So, <laughs> um, so. Let's let's talk about that in the in the second half of the of the conversation. And for everybody's listening, um, uh, we appreciate uh, that you uh, that you take the time and the effort to listen to us. And we really love talking about this. And I hope it shows. I hope you can feel the fact that we um, really appreciate talking about this and really appreciate uh, Suresh for being here and exploring this with us. So see you in the next part of uh, A Magnificent Mind. See you soon. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. 
Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is a magnificent mind. To reach Jan Christensen, Marnix Powells, or their guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's one 888 3469141 or send an email to in search of a peaceful mind at gmail.com now back to a magnificent mind hi we're back uh, with a magnificent mind and Jen is here and uh, Suresh Ramaswamy is here and we have been talking about uh, softness and hardness uh, we've been talking about how you know, softness from the inside makes you uh, ooze uh, a very interesting energy outside it that is palpable and, and, and uh, for people that people can pick up. Um, and this energy thing, uh, Dan and I love talking about energy as well, um, simply because it's so fascinating how we pick up stuff that we don't, that is not really clear. We just know, we just know so many things. So, um, Beingness, being fullness, uh, 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 Suresh, um, what, is, what, is, what, is, what is, does that say about your relationship with energy in general? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. So I think the journey, you know, when we start out becoming more conscious, we are very much living in a physical world. And... That seems like it, that's it, you know, there's my family, there's my car, there's my job type of thing. Slowly, 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 we start seeing there's something else going on. And this is where I feel subtle energy is our first inkling into the non-physical realities. Up until then, everything is all physical stuff, time-based stuff, space-based stuff, and things we can touch, smell, taste, and so on. So certainly there's this energy, which probably most often we might associate with some kind of feeling a certain way. So we might say there's an emotional quality uh, kind of coupled with the energetic quality. And but as we start paying attention to this, this starts expanding. In other words, our understanding of this starts growing. That we start seeing, there's more and more going on around me that I would put in the bucket of, it's not quite physical. And so it's something we might say emotional, psychological, but then we start using the word energy. And then we talk about things like stepping into a space and feeling the energy of that or a particular time in the day, maybe a certain time in the day, we feel a certain kind of energy, which is, very soothing and very calming. And we say, oh, where did this come from? So this is just opening the door 
to something vast. Mm. Uh, in fact, I feel if you look at the totality of who we are and, and existence and creation, more than 90% of the things are non-physical. And then there is a tiny bit, which is physical. And so we are so fixated on this tiny bit, even less than 10%, I would say, is, is what that piece is. But as soon as we open the door, we now are getting into some really cool stuff. Uh, and for some people, there can be a trap because they can get so caught up in that, that now energy becomes the thing that they you know, latch on to. And it's so exciting that you latch onto that and everything is all about energy and they can get a little sloppy in the physical world yeah, yeah. and start treating it as irrelevant and and try minimizing it. That could be a problem too. It, it's, we're not trying to minimize what's going on here. Um, but the beauty is energy, if you keep if you keep going with, the, you know, uh, following the breadcrumbs, it'll take you deeper and deeper and deeper into subtler and subtler and subtler reality until, until eventually you start getting close to your essence. And this is ultimately who you are beyond all the layers, physical and non-physical. And essence, is, when you arrive there, this is synonymous with the beingness I talk about. So when you live from a recognition of this essence, when you live mm -hmm. as your essence, you are being. Yeah. And when you when you get there, it's like, it's so obvious, so simple, so not a big deal. The only question left is, why did I take this big meandering path back to an obvious thing? And it's unlike most typical achievements, it's the biggest non-achievement. You know, yeah. Okay, yeah. finally, yeah. I am me. Okay, what am I going to say? Boast about that? It's like ridiculous to say anything about it. But uh, that's really what it is, is, is coming back to essence. So energy is is in the right direction, I would say. But, but you know, when you, when you have this um, recognition of what you're saying, this beingness, you know, when the, the, so you, we have the form, we love the form, and then we, no, 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 it's not the form, it's the formless, and then we love the formless. So then, and then the, we have, somewhere along the line, we have this integration where yeah. it seems that the things, just like these pieces of the puzzle, they fall in their place, and then everything becomes one, and then you are here, both as a form, as the formlessness thing. But, yes. you know, when you are so deeply living as this awareness, mm -hmm. um, it, it doesn't, like, it doesn't pull you out of life, right? It's not that you all of a sudden end up on top of the mountain. You still yeah. have to do the sh all the, the mundane and, the, and all the basic stuff. So that's for many people, I think that's a, that's a, that's a difficult one. Like, yeah. yeah, well, no, when I'm enlightened, so just give me an enlightened life, you know? I don't, I don't want any more trouble. I don't want parking tickets. I want right. the energy come my way exactly the way I, I want it. But that's probably not the, the, the real thing, right? Yeah. So the subtitle of my book is, uh, as you mentioned earlier, transform your life and live as infinity. So the live as infinity is, is very much referring to this that once you have that recognition, once you have the deep realization, then you still live life. But what does that look like? And 
we most of our concepts about let's say we use the term enlightenment we have very human like concepts about enlightenment which are mostly projections from a place of being in a place which is difficult contracted and imperfect so if i am in a very difficult this thing situation and it's very imperfect somebody tells me about enlightenment i will project perfection to that enlightenment oh that must be perfection because an enlightenment must be perfect this is a a non enlightened perspective on enlightenment the enlightened perspective uh from what i understand anyway is is it's a natural state uh but it does not deny and push away any aspect of reality including the extremely mundane including the difficult conversations that we we don't want to have it's not as if an enlightened being oh okay no difficult conversations no arguments no conflicts no nothing no all that is there all that is very much there there will still be days when the weather is bad of course there will be days when the weather is bad when you step out and don't have an umbrella or a raincoat yes of course it's going to be there however who you are in that that is where it's night and day so you 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 may still say okay here's a parking ticket ah i hate parking tickets you you still have that you still have that but it's there is a very subtle but very significant thing difference that you do not see that as in any way truly affecting or defining who you truly are that is established in this infinity so you look at everything as oh that's curious that's interesting ah, i can't believe i got my third parking ticket this month it's mm-hmm. a fact it's almost like it's happening in a movie so it's all very like you have this sense of a uh, tremendous perspective in real time right yeah. it's not like this weekend i'm going to process it and then i'll be okay with my parking ticket it's literally all real time it's because there is no the layers have been sort of uh, thin down and it has evaporated so the essence perspective is your perspective and the essence perspective is looking at it is hardly troubled it hardly reflects on me as anything really uh, and and so that goes into relationships and everything we can think of it's it's uh, even physical health it's not like enlightened being will never ever have any kind of physical issues no you might still you know break a bone or have back aches or headaches or whatever it is yeah 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 one of the when most famous indian sages was a guy who who sold cigarettes and he got cancer of course you know the body is the body but would you say that uh, um what what you're talking about is that that the funny thing is that and and there's this paradox there when you had this this deeper realization this 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 sense of of um connection to uh that is not not sure not just mere, uh, merely to the body and to the formless things it seems that at the same time life becomes less personal because you know it's like okay parking tickets on the other hand you enjoy the personal fact of it more because it doesn't threaten you anymore it's like it's not a it's not really a big deal like you know emotions are there and they just 
they just burn out in a minute. That's what I have seen. It's like I'm angry and then I'm angry for 15 seconds or I cry one tear. It's like I have one and I'm, oh, I'm ready for sadness. And it's just one tear and then it's gone. It's like way more like, like childlike qualities, right? Where you, where it, it, it's allowed to just flare up and then disappear again. That's right. That's right. So exactly. I mean, that's a very good point because it's a, you don't become like a, a piece of stone, which is just going through life. It's a, actually, you become more intensely personal than ever before. Every little thing is so deeply touching on a very impersonal level and on a very personal level at the same time. And this is the part which we, it's really hard to explain. It's only something to experience. Uh, so life actually becomes very, very deeply enriching and fulfilling. Every little thing is like that. And it's also emotions too. I'm glad you mentioned. It's not like no anger ever again or any such thing. Those are all, again, the humanness trying to project onto enlightenment. Uh, in fact, any of these emotions, they are wonderful. What's the problem there? There's no problem. Beautiful. It, however, I will say that there, it does inform how we live. You know, it's not like we will be the same old thing. There's lots of things which do change. You know, how we flow through life is very different um, when you live as infinity. So when you are having a conversation, even if the conversation starts going a little bit south, uh, we have a deep sense of connection, a deep sense of respect, a deep sense of oneness, so we don't end up, you know, saying silly, stupid things which are going to harm, harm other people. We, we just don't go there. So we indeed preempt a lot of the human types of problems where we put our foot in our mouth and then we spend 10 years in therapy trying to get the foot out of the mouth. You know, mm -hmm. that, that kind of thing, we just don't go there. We just don't go there. So uh, there's a lot more skill connection, wisdom, that is very much flowing through our lives. But that's not saying every little thing is perfect. The weather is always great. People are always great. No, somebody will always say something which is going to annoy us, irritate us, anger us. That's yeah. stopping that. Yeah. You, ju you just can't take it quite as seriously. When you really get infinity, you can't get hung up on. Yes. The little the the emotions and the things that happen in life. Yes. Like infinity is just yes. so big. Yes. And the beauty is infinity, you're exactly right. It's very big. Everything else is very small, but it the smallness doesn't diminish it. The smallness gives us perspective and it makes it sacred and precious and very personal, but not in a way of like looking down upon the smallness. That is the beauty of infinity. It, it, it gives us that uh, preciousness to everything, every moment, every little thing that's going on. Yeah, yeah it seems that, uh, that one of the things, and maybe we can do a little bit of a, a little meditation after this. Um, what, what I've seen, it, it, it's another one of these words or concepts, but it's very dear to me, it's, it's presence. The presence seems to be richer and more colorful and more like complete and more subtle and more detailed and, you know, all these things. 
it, 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 it almost looks like when we are so fixated on the, on the mind that we miss out on all many qualities of, uh, of, of our life and, and living as uh, infinity or coming from infinity or connecting to infinity opens up that again. That's what I've seen uh, at least. And so what I've saw, what I saw on your website is, is you talk about mindfulness. That's, you know, one thing you can do. And then you say, well, mindfulness is not really the real big deal, the real thing. Then you have heart, heartfulness. That's another cool thing, you know, where you uh, uh, have empathy and compassion for stuff. And you really try to look at life more connected to your heart. And then you have beingfulness and that's your thing, right? So would it be possible for you to, to take us on a, just a short beingfulness meditation? Okay. All right. Yeah, let's do that. Let's take a few okay. minutes to do right that. Exactly that. So uh, perhaps close your eyes. Uh, hopefully you're in a place where you can do this um, as you're listening to this podcast. And as you close your eyes, relax. Give yourself permission to relax. And this relaxation piece is very, very significant because it takes us out of the conditioning, out of the grip of the body-mind into this undefined space where beingness is the air you breathe. So let's take a moment to scan our body-mind emotions and sink into this state of deep relaxation. And don't feel like you have to be perfectly relaxed for this to work. Just relax a little more than you were a few minutes back. That's all, just a little more relaxed. And you will feel the shift first in your breathing. So notice that your breath is flowing more easily, more softly, more gently, more naturally. This is a big clue that you are getting closer to beingness. And now take a moment to focus on your heart. Soften the heart. The soft quality brings openness and receptivity, and that is yet another fundamental requirement for us to see that in beingness is already here. Pure beingness, beingfulness is already here. So we, we go to this open receptive place by softening the heart. And already things have significantly shifted 
within you to a place of beingness and now let's take a moment to call upon light light is this super high vibration which we can invite into our being which lights us up it dispels darkness it dispels confusion it dispels any kind of entanglement that is throwing us off and so with our heart soft lit up by this light and us in a very relaxed place it's been a few seconds in silence this is the pure being a state where you simply are there's nothing in particular going on you're simply present fully beautiful beautiful i'm thrilled that we could spend uh, a few minutes going there and of course you can you can have a longer meditation after you know done listening to this podcast but uh, yes so thank you the score and so beautifully timed it was almost exactly 5 minutes so <laughs> so it was nice it was really nice thanks um yes. so talking about uh being fullness would you say that it's something that people sh- should try and attain or it, will you give me the same answer as in the beginning like well if they feel like it yes i think there is this natural exploration which we might go to when we start feeling dissatisfied with life we start turning to different places we might start with our doctor or md might be a, a place where some people go some people might go to a therapist some people might go to their priest and feel like the priest he you know he she they know the answers uh we start wherever and at some point we might start picking our picking books in the you know in the bookstore which are like you know philosophy metaphysics spirituality psychology these kinds of things and i i remember that uh, very well and i was like these books really had great stuff i was like thrilled i was thrilled i couldn't read enough because it almost felt like okay this is the right answer and it almost felt like i got it kind of feeling finally i got it in fact i hadn't gotten it at all but still it was a step in the right direction yeah. uh compared to all the other things that are out there as potential answers this was was clearly heading in the right direction so that's great so i would say whatever you feel drawn to your own religion or another religion or perhaps spirituality metaphysics whatever it is go there as you go there don't get hung up don't get stuck at any of these intermediate stations let there be a progression and the progression at some point this whole concept of beingfulness will actually sort of start appealing to you uh if you if it's too far away it will feel like too abstract too vague and you will feel like what i really need is this energy healing and i want to be able to see all the spectacular stuff in my meditation that's what i want okay mm. you have that after 10 20 30 years of that you realize that's not it 
there's something more. Uh, and then you eventually start recognizing things like beingfulness starts popping up. And since you're listening to that podcast, I'm going to assume you are at that point right now where beingfulness is starting to sound kind of interesting because it is going beyond the ordinary concepts. It's not giving you yet another carrot and saying, okay, do this and you will be good. This goes beyond all that. It's, it's really restoring that ultimate natural essence within you. And of course, living from that place. But first you, you, you say, okay, how do I taste this? How do I get a glimpse of it? Once I know it, then it's like, okay, got it. Now I learn to live in it more and more and more. So that's the beingfulness journey uh, that enforces. I think, like Jan and me, most and most listeners probably, we 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 did the book thing, so now I have the answer, and then the answer wears off. It's like, no, well, let's find another uh, great answer, uh, ultimate answer. But it's it's so difficult because it seems like the cosmic joke is that we're actually falling in love with the most obvious thing that there is, and the most obvious thing there is is the almost the last place we look, right? You know. Consciousness yeah. itself, awareness itself, is so obvious that yes. we, 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 the first thing we do, we step out of it. We step, we use it, and try to look in the in the world of form to uh, ease our minds, to to take care of the pain, to soothe uh, uh, our our discomfort, and it just doesn't sound very uh, spectacular, you know, to be happy with the way things are, are. but it is amazing, right? I hope people. At, you know, take our word for that. But um, how, how do you? We have, we have just one one minute left. If if people are interested in in uh, you know, I, I found you through this a really cool documentary uh, from Anthony Sheen or uh, Antoine Chede. I don't know. He's a Frenchman on yeah. YouTube. He has this really awesome channel with many uh, near death experience videos, and your um, uh, your documentary is, is there as well. So I, I would really advise people to go there. Um, if they if they are interested in con- contacting you, like I just did and very spontaneously, are you open to that? And, and what's the best way to do that? Uh, first of all, I love that. I invite that. I welcome that. That to me is very deeply uh, enriching and satisfying to connect with souls who are wanting that. So don't hesitate to contact me. Uh, the best way to do that is to go to my website, which is justbebook.org. So justbebook.org. And there you'll find lots of things, but you'll also find Marnix referred to this documentary. It's called Just Be Yourself. It's on YouTube. It's a free documentary. You will find that as well on my website if you, if you don't uh, see it. So if you don't see it directly on YouTube. So and lots of other interviews, lots of other articles, Plenty of stuff uh, to to <laughs> to give you more about what being from this long about. Rush, thank you very, very, very much um, for 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 joining us. And um, I think people should look you up and enjoy you. You have a really, you're a really cool companion, and you're very sweet and a very interesting person. I love having you here. So uh, thanks a lot for, for showing up and showing up as yourself and as me and as infinity. Uh, thanks a lot. Thank you, Marnix. Thank you, Janet. If you get a chance, I'm talking to the listeners now, if you get a chance, read the book that Shorest has written, Just Be 
It was wonderful. I loved it. And the contact information, of course, is at the end of the book. So that's an easy way to find you, for sure. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jan. Thank you, Marlix. It's been a real delight. Thank you for listening to A Magnificent Mind. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you then.